Hi guys, here we are today with Diego uh, Borgo, a Metaverse and NFT advisor to Fortune 500 companies. Diego, uh, great to have you with us. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to be here and appreciate uh, the invitation. Well, look, it, it, it's uh, it, it's great to have you, and uh, you know, it, it, I th I think it's very interesting. A lot of the stuff you're doing at the moment, um, okay. it'll be great to get some sort of uh, insight um, for our audience into really how you've propelled yourself um, into this role, into um, the NFT and metaverse industry, whilst it's still very much in its infancy. Yeah, let's start with the the long story. <laughs> I've been I've been consulting brands for the last eight years in digital marketing, digital strategy, and branding. So that's kind of like my angle and my expertise from the Web two world. Uh, I've been in blockchain since two thousand seventeen. So I sort of like understood the use cases, have been close to the technology, and sort of like dove really deep into figuring out what what this all was about. Uh, mm -hmm. But because, you know, back then and still today was such a tech driven and dev driven uh, community, I never found my space within it. Right. I, I come from a background where, uh, you know, I, I, I look a lot into human behavior and culture and marketing and branding. And when I got into web to, to blockchain, I was like, you know, where, where do I fit in this equation? There wasn't no marketing roles in any of the protocols or anything. So I kept, you know, from the distance, looking at it and learning and, and sort of like diving deeper and trying to meet people that were like-minded, but I never went head first. And all of that changed when I first heard of NFTs. You know, when I first heard of NFTs, my brain just exploded because was that time where I felt that once again, history repeats itself and culture meets technology and whenever that happens you know we know what happened in the past already in several different other mediums and uh you know i i, I just wanted to drop everything i was doing and 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 go straight in so that's basically how i got into it um and then i was extremely lucky to be within adidas for the last four years consulting the brand uh in the digital side of things and Friends of mine were already pushing the brand towards the direction. So, you know, they introduced me to NFTs early uh, April last year. Uh, they were already sort of like fleshing out what a potential strategy could look like. And then they got me to take part of the um, task force team, which was about 15 people then that helped delivering into the metaverse, which, you know, when it happened, the world was looking at it, the community, uh, native uh, crypto and NFT native community was looking at it. Everybody was excited. Uh, the headlines outside were saying 23 mil in 24 hours. So, you know, every, every brand out there was sort of like trying to figure out what happened. And uh, I just went do what I always did. I went consulting brands. I went, you know, working with other projects. So I left the company in December last year. And since January this year, I've been doing three things really. I, I advise Fortune 500 brands on how to enter the metaverse in the NFT space. I work with companies like uh, Salesforce, Unilever, L'Oreal, Volkswagen, um, and, uh, you know, brands on sort of like on that side. Um, and also on the second pillar, I work with a lot of Web3 native uh, founders and projects and protocols because that's kind of like where I keep the knife sharp and I learn the most, uh, you know, and then I get that intel and apply back with the big brands. And the third thing I do, I, I do a lot of education. So, you know, I've, I've done a lot of podcasts talking about the topic with different audiences in place. I dropped a masterclass on how brands should enter the metaverse and NFT space where, you know, we have 225 people signed up already and it's been quite a cool program. Uh, I do a lot of panels, you know, uh, keynotes and, and also upskilling for, for brands. So 
it's quite of a long intro, but I just really wanted to give that oh, fun on everything coming up to and, and where I am at. Sure. I mean, look, I mean, again, great intro. And, and, and I, I think that it's important because there's not many people in this space that have had the insight, have seen behind the curtains in, in the way that you have. Um, I mean, and that said, where's it going for the these companies? I mean, you mentioned quite a lot of prestigious companies there, all very respected in different areas. How does it all come together for them? And, you know, what's the future like in terms of NFTs for them? Yeah, I think I think we can look at where it all starts. Uh, you know, the, the pattern I have seen within all those companies, uh, not just the ones I mentioned, but the ones I work that are NDA or the ones that I haven't got to work, but I had engagements with, uh, you know, always starts with that one DGN that sits in the brand that has seen the possibilities of the space. And I was trying to tell everyone else what's happening. So there's always one person in, in there that sort of like have seen and start gathering people around. And then they go about building a small team that goes about doing some presentations around that goes about, uh, you know, sort of like getting more people to support and build a small strategy and use use case of stuff that's happening in the space and why they think that will matter for the brand. And mm -hmm. out of a sudden, you know, they, they pull me in and, and then we start having conversations and we go to C-suit and C-levels and try to, you know, make Dan see what we have seen. So that's usually how it starts. Uh, and it's exactly how it started at Adidas, you know, exactly what I just said before. So it's interesting to see that even we are almost like a year after that, the pattern repeats itself. Um, and then from there, it, it changed a lot within these last nine months. I've been, I've been closely working with them because initially everyone wanted to sort of like drop a PFP or a collectible collection because that's what was hot right back in September, October, November, December last year, and still a little bit at the beginning of the year. But now the more you start seeing real world applications and possibilities, uh, you know, hot of the prize, we just seen what, what Starbucks is up to, uh, the mindset's changing. I, I, yeah, I, I, funny enough, I, I have to be honest, I only just saw it today. Yeah, there we go, right? So they, they're, they're looking to, you know, creating a membership program or have created a membership program and expanding their already existing membership program on chain with blockchain technology through NFTs without mentioning almost any of those terms, which, you know, I really appreciate it because you get to onboard people by talking about what it does, not what it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's quite cool. So, you know, now, now the narrative is changing. Now I'm not just talking to the social media team anymore or to the marketing team anymore. I'm talking to product teams. I'm talking to customer journey teams, which are looking beyond the JPEG, beyond the hype, which, you know, is, is really exciting for me to see because we that have been in the space long enough, we, we understand the possibilities and how groundbreaking this technology is when it comes to reward implications, uh, you know, and, and now the brands that start seeing it, they are leaving the space where they're just exploring and, and have a you know a small task force to be hiring web tree studios or building web tree studios uh you know hiring people for those roles uh you know looking at long-term partnership with external partners uh you know building a relationship with the protocols i think flow and polygon have been click killing on on signing deals with brands as well and onboarding helping them out so I see, I see it's it's maturing on that side, right? We're seeing and... mad, we're seeing some crazy partnerships come up in the NFT space. And again, I like to be transparent with people. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get it. Like when I first heard about NFTs, it took me at least getting 20 hours of talking to people um, mm -hmm. 
One sec. So we're just seeing some like mad partnerships in terms of like companies teaming up with uh, a lot of like sports organizations. Um, again, I'm not going to name drop because I think they've told me this in, in confidence, but it, it sounds insane what they're doing in terms yeah. of NFTs, right? I can probably mention the sports and, you know, stuff like Formula One and Premier League football. You know, the games are going to be accessible to anyone from any point of view, wherever they are in the world. And again, it comes back to almost being part of that um, exclusive club to some extent, you know? Almost like having a season ticket, but your season ticket isn't in the stadium. Your season ticket is through your NFT and through some VR headset. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's that's what's happening. And, and that's also what I'm seeing, uh, you know, and that's what I, what I mean when I say beyond JPEGs. Uh, because that's what people are looking at, right? The, the 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 mindset shifting, and I'm really excited to see when we start getting closer to to being more mature as well. So when I say that, um, you know, because I I spend so much time on blockchain, I obviously look a lot into IoT and uh, you know and uh, all the type of like connections that are possible and that will be automated. And, you know, as soon as machines start becoming uh, more automated around us, how those connections going to be, I mean, NFT is going to be like the, 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 the friendly consumer facing layer that makes all of that much more, uh, you know, easy to understand and, and accessible and exciting to people, uh, you know, to you an extension NFT? where, Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No worries. To an extension that blockchain technology is going to go mainstream by becoming invisible, right? And that that's what I'm excited about. And I think we are far from it still, but the hints and the trends and the conversations I'm being put in and the stuff I'm hearing, the more time I spend within the space is it's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not slowing down, it's rather accelerating. So it's exciting to see it. Come on. Do you, do you invest in NFTs yourself personally, or is it something where it's too early to be able to differentiate between what a good NFT is and what a bad NFT is? I wouldn't say I invest. I would say I collect, yeah. uh, which is a very different mindset because I'm a really bad investor. <laughs> you yeah. know, so like I was <laughs> that was my problem with blockchain early on because I I got to own about five to ten bitcoins in 2017 when I first got into the space, and I was like, oh, cool, Bitcoin's fun and and everything, but I think this shitcoin is much better, and I just like you know exchanged my bitcoins to a bunch of shitcoin, and then Fab to 18 happened, and I was like, oh, now I learned my lesson how you get burned, right? I, I so. met someone who who invested. They had something like 500 or a thousand Bitcoin, and something as early as like 2011, 2012, and they sold they sold them like 2014 or something, 2015. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a crazy space, you know, it's a crazy space. Yeah. I passed on Bitcoin at 400 dollars uh, when I first heard of it because I thought it was a Ponzi. I was like, oh come on guys, you serious? I was in Bali back then. And this guy is just preaching me about it. And I was like, this makes no sense, right? Like, there is no way this is going to work because I couldn't understand the technology. I didn't spend enough time. Right, and, right, right, right. You know, so the same happened to me with NFTs. So I passed on board apes as well because I, when I joined the space, they just minted. They were about like one Ethereum back then. And Ethereum probably was about, I don't know, one and a half thousand back then. I'm not, I'm not recalling the right numbers, but something around that. And I was looking, those apes are ugly and they aren't worth one and a half grand. Like there is no point for me to join this community. What is, what, what are you going to do with it? Right. So 
it's difficult to get it. And, you know, I, oh. I tell everyone that comes to me, I'm like, where do I start? And how do we go about it? Of like, I struggle to understand it too. It's not easy. So don't feel you aren't smart enough to get it. I feel you just need to, you know, spend enough time and get used to it. So that's why I don't invest. I, you know, I collect stuff I like. I, I get into communities I enjoy. I see stuff that I'm like, oh, like those guys are killing. Uh, you know, I want to be part of this for the long run. So I, I minted a, you know, a couple uh, punks comic back in the day from Pixel Vault. And then that sort of like built a whole ecosystem by being a long-term holder. I still hold everything, never sold a thing, uh, you know, because I believe in what they're building, uh, you know, and, yeah. and and that's kind of like the way I go about it. I, I, I want to be part of communities and I want to be sort of like, you know, connected to different people that have sort of like same mindsets in that sense. So I don't necessarily invest, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people that have made a lot of money, but I also have mm -hmm. lost a lot of money doing so, you know, so the opportunity is obviously there. I don't know if it's as much as right now as it was before, uh, obviously, because, you know, we know the market, but, you know, it's, it's obviously an exciting sort of like side of things, uh, you know, for who who isn't from the space that might be listening to um, the real sort of like, you know, challenge uh, that exists within NFTs from an investment perspective is that crypto is the wild west already and NFTs is built on top of that wild west, right? So it's basically, you know, a crazy man driving a Camaro on Coke, riding around. And that's kind of like how NFTs are for me from an investment perspective, because you just never know what you're going to get, uh, you know. So, yeah, it's it, it's fun and it's exciting. Uh, you know, you just need to be mindful and careful of what you do. Diego, I would like to ask you, um, you know, you talk, you talk about NFTs being beyond the JPEG. Um, I mean, for a lot of people I've spoken to, especially my age, um, that's all they perceive it to be at the moment. Um, I'd really like to like understand where you perceive it to be, you know, beyond the JPEG. I think it'd be really interesting. Cool. I mean, let's 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 go down the rabbit hole, right? Um, so here here is the thing. For me, the simplest way of positioning NFTs is basically uh, proof of ownership of anything digitally and uh, and physically. NFTs in a very simple manner uh, and butchering it to, you know, its simplest form. That's what it is for me. So it's a proof of ownership of something that is just either digitally or physically or both. So when you think about that and you understand that NFTs are sitting on top of the blockchain because that's the backbone technology and you don't need to understand blockchain to understand what I'm going to say. You basically you have three things that are really important. One is transparency. The second one is uh, immutability. And the third one is that, you know, everybody can take part of it. So it's permissionless, right? So you open up to everyone to be part of this ecosystem. Whatever is there to a certain extent cannot be changed. Uh, and it's transparent. Everybody can see whatever is there, right? So you get that layer, you put uh, NFTs on top of it. So now think about when we start moving towards having deeds for houses or fields on chain, which you have friends working in projects doing exactly that how exciting that becomes and you start cutting off the bureaucracy of middlemans and processes and paperwork and all that great stuff that we all love because, you know, governments are very innovative. Uh, and, you know, then you start looking into um, the shared economy. Another example I love, and this is more blue sky, but, you know, every car in the future is going to be autonomous and it's going to be electric. Uh, and as soon as they are, they will very likely have a you know a crypto or digital or whatever wallet you want to call within it 
And as soon we think about shared economy and you think about that model within the automotive industry, what's going to happen is that less people are going to own cars, which is already a fact. And the new, younger generation will own less and less cars. Therefore, you will need to rent a car or you know just jump in a car as you do with a scooter nowadays in any big city. Uh, but you still want to have a, a layer of uh, customization or personalization to the vehicle you're sitting in because vehicles are now not machines that bring you from A to B. They'll become entertainment machines because there's just screens. There's no uh, wheels anymore because they're autonomous, right? And as soon as you do so, thinking on that blue sky scenario again, then your wallet being connected to the car, everything inside the car is going to change based on the NFTs you hold. That being art, that being music, that being licensed to whatever film, or that being you know any type of shape of an image or a membership has or anything that enables you uh, to do something uh, within that that vehicle, for example. So that's a blue sky scenario out there. Okay. Don't know how many years it's going to take. You want to simplify the answer? Think about ticketing system, right? You've seen Ticketmaster hiring um, Web3 developers and NFT specialists and stuff. Why are they doing that? Makes so much sense to think about ticketing because as soon as, you know, I want to buy a ticket to go to a concert. I bought it. I can go to the concert. I need to go on eBay and try to sell it. What guarantees me first that that ticket is authentic as a purchaser? And second, the issuer of that ticket is not making money. The money has been made at a point of selling the ticket and that's it, right? With NFTs, what, what you're enabling is one, verifying that that ticket is indeed uh, uh, you know, real because you can have proof of provenance where it's coming from. You can prove where it's coming from through the blockchain. And the second thing is that you can add royalties to that as a issuer that every time that that ticket change hands, you are taking a cut. Right. Right. So that creates a new revenue stream for that company, but also creates safety and trust for the person that's purchasing it uh, and gives a benefit for someone that cannot attend to the concert because now you have a liquidity or a marketplace where you can get rid of that in a safe manner. And all of that runs on blockchain. All of that runs on smart contracts. So it all goes automatic and is approved and saved and verified uh, by however the blockchain works in that sense and goes back directly to your wallet. So no no, no hustle there, right? Mm -hmm. so that's what I find exciting again, beyond mm -hmm. that. If you want to build that again, on top of that again, there is an even crazier uh, scenario, which is happening yes, right someone... now, so it's not as blue yeah. sky. So let's talk about Shell. Shell is one of the biggest um, companies in the world in revenue. They make $250 billion in revenue a year. They are an energy company, not right? They have been around forever. So what Shell is doing is that they've been using blockchain technology uh, you know, on supply chain and all of that for, I think, five to six years now. And, and you know, it's nothing new to them. And But this information is new to a lot of people, which is interesting. And the second thing is that now they're using NFT technology to verify and certify, uh, you know, energy provenance. So you can sort of like, you know, look at where energy is coming from, a certain type of energy, and sort of like understand whether that's renewable, whether that is sustainable, whether that's coming from a source, uh, you know, that is necessarily... Uh, let's say good or bad, uh, you know, and, and and they've been doing that. They have a very interesting use case in the aviation uh, industry where they are using NFTs and a marketplace for, you know, sort of like verifying, certifying and, uh, you know, creating more transparency within that, that sort of like energy uh, supply chain. You know, like I would say that's way more than JPEGs and it's way more than like having a board ape or having a cool cat or having an eater, uh, rock that you're buying, you're seeing people yeah. buying for a million dollars. I understand why people are confused because we make it really hard for them. 
yeah. we do so much stupid shit within the space for who is from outside that people just don't get and we keep building mm. right that's that's the biggest problem within blockchain because you know at the same time that's a genius thing there is a lot of bad actors within the space that you know are just like short-sighted yeah. and, and and making it difficult for whoever is coming from the outside so you know those examples from from your are interesting when you look at what starbucks is doing right now i mean that's beyond the jpeg right like they they are building yeah. a a new way in one of their biggest revenue streams, source of revenue streams, which is, uh, you know, the sort of like this membership program they have, uh, yeah. a new way that to be done where you can offer experiences. You can, you know, you can see the description on the website. They're talking about, you know, you can go to a certain place. You can be invited for experience that money cannot buy. Yeah. You can get access to certain products. So, I mean, I see that again being beyond JPEG, right? I could probably rant about it for the next half an hour. but. No. I think you got my point. <laughs> That's perfect. That's really, all those things you mentioned are exciting and definitely beyond the JPEG. And I think for our audience, and now that I can tell people that I know, that's the potential of it. And it's not just a board ape. So thank you for that. Do you know what is interesting is the fact that one thing we talk about a lot at Rayon is that there has to be as much innovation in the business model as there is in the technology. And I think largely my issue with things like Bitcoin has always been like, what's the use case? Where's the real underlying value? And again, I'm someone that believes that Bitcoin will go up, but I don't believe it will go up for good reasons. In terms of like NFTs, I understand exactly. It becomes the experience. Everything becomes an experience. And what it enables is for companies to create new revenue streams and again, have completely new business models. And again, having an everything becomes an immersive experience, even hiring, right? Everything becomes like specific to the individual. Um, actually touching on hiring and again, conscious of time, but um, what should people be doing? Like, like you know, I, I get to speak to a lot of like, a lot of young people, they largely want to get into the NFT space. They want to get into the metaverse space. They don't really know how what steps should they be taking in your opinion in order to be working in this space if they are largely non-technical if they are not going to become a software engineer or developer yeah i mean that's that's an amazing question and i think the way you you end it it's 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 where i can start which is i'm not a technical guy you know i i i understand high level i'm able to read certain parts of a smart contract i i'm able to scratch a little bit uh, uh you know a uh, a napkin explanation of how the block the blockchain works, uh, but that that's it, right? Like I'm not I'm not a dev, and and that was a struggle for me to get in, but now it isn't anymore. And the most exciting thing, and and why you know I position myself in a sweet spot right now is that I understand the technology, I understand the space, I spend countless amount of hours within the space, but I understand marketing, I understand branding, and I understand digital strategies. So when you put those two things together right now in September 2022, you become a unicorn because, you know, it's very difficult to find talents that have those two skill sets within the space. Uh, you know, again, I'm not saying that uh, I understand a lot about the technology, but understanding the technology high level uh, already put me, you know, uh, in, in, in sort of like in the very beginning of the line when it comes to, you know, having opportunities and conversations around that topic. And now if you think marketing, you can think about several different other things, right? You can think about architecture, you can think about education, you can think about, uh, you know, any other type of sector you might be in, 
that you just replace marketing for that. And there will be space for you to, to, to find an opportunity within the space because the lack of talent is huge, uh, you know, like, and, and the demand is, is exponential right now. So it's, it's, it's an interesting space to sort of like get your hands dirty and start looking into more and more, uh, you know, the, the exciting, but also problematic thing is that there is no school that's teaching that right now. There's no diploma. You won't go to school for four years to learn about how brands can enter this space and how NFTs yeah. work and blah, blah, blah. So the only way for you to learn now is by, you know, digging deeper and going and doing your own thing and exploring and learning and time and trust, testing and trying things out. And that's how I learn, right? So a lot of people that are asking my question, the same question, which is, how do I get into this space? How do I start learning about it? I have this, this three-stepper, you know, which is first thing and foremost, which is the opposite of what everybody says. And, you know, that's my, my sort of like philosophy is don't invest your money. Don't, don't, don't arrive at the space and start buying stuff just because you think that's the only way for you to learn. First, by doing so, you very likely will lose money because again, it's a very volatile space and it's very difficult to predict and to invest in, even for people that have been around for long because it's not always rational. Mm -hmm. The second thing is as soon as you put an investor hat on, you lose the most important attribute to entering the space, which is curiosity. So you become you know, someone that's looking at charts and looking at floor price and looking at like, oh, okay, like I'm making money. Like when is the right time to exit? And you stop looking at the usability. You start looking at the application. You stop looking at the possibilities. You stop, you know, like spending time on actually getting more to learn, getting to learn more about the actual project or the, or, or the space. Rather, you're looking just and making a quick buck. So that would be the first step. The second step is being curious. I think, you know, like having that as a, a almost like as a, skill I call I call always curiosity as a skill because it's you know you can apply that everywhere in life and that always going to keep you fresh and young in your mind because you're always learning new things and yeah. if you are curious this space for me right now is one of the most exciting space to be ever because every single day you're learning something new I talk to like 10 to 20 people a day and every day someone shows up and blow my mind like every day never fails because someone is doing something I never thought of. And now I'm like, oh, can you talk me through that? And then we go down the rabbit hole again, right? So that's what's exciting. And then the third thing, which is more sort of like a tactical way to approach it, is you have to go horizontal and vertically. Horizontally is like learning a high level what the technology is about. So what is blockchain? Super high level. What is uh, crypto? What is DeFi, decentralized finance? What are DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations? Blah, 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 blah. Very high level. Again, you don't need to become an expert on the topic, but then go deep into one vertical. Let's say that you're passionate about fashion or music or art or gaming or collectibles or cars, whatever you're passionate about, go down into that specific vertical because that's going to give you sort of like a competitive advantage for being a quote-unquote expert within a certain a specific within a technology and a space that is very niched yet so you know becoming like well-known or specialized in the niche of the niche is going to give you a major advantage when this thing goes mainstream because you're going to be you know knowing the ins and outs of everything because right now if you go into music there is not a lot going on there's, there's a lot of things going on, but not a lot, but it will be like insane in the future. 
fashion the same and so on so that that will be sort of like my my, my three steps the fashion i think the fashion industry historically is pretty much the first industry to adopt new technologies and advancements in technologies which makes sense right because again it's largely like focused on mass production so again they're always looking for like more efficient ways to actually do things um, yeah it- yeah, oh, so you, please, no, please go ahead. You want me to expand on that? <laughs> yeah, 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 please. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because have spent a lot of time within the industry. I got to notice sometimes quite the opposite because it's very traditional. And the problem with the fashion industry is that they operate on seasons, meaning whatever is going to be out in like fall, winter, 24, 25, needs to be flushed out right now because of production and all of that. So when it gets to the shelves, obviously is new, but it takes so long to happen that is not necessarily the newest stuff anymore. So, you know, the kids on the streets that are able to pull things out and, and build and do quicker might have a bigger impact on culture than the bigger brands. And that's where things get really interesting. I think that what we'll see now, especially in fashion, because it's the time where, again, culture meets technology, that those well-established brands that have been around forever, like Balenciaga, now need to understand how they're going to partner, compete, and become you know, like as innovative as the new kids that are coming and creating brands that are native to the space. I'm talking about someone like G-Money that just launched his luxury fashion brand, right? Like when you think about collaborations that has been the last 80 years of, you know, fashion or five years of fashion, Adidas collaborating with Kanye with Easy, you know, Nike collaborating with Jordan, uh, you know, uh, Gucci collaborating with Adidas now, Gucci collaborating with North Face. We're seeing that collaboration is opening up new communities, expanding creativity, building new ways on which everybody can win but what i'm seeing next and is already happening because adidas did that is brands like that wanting to keep relevant to the space to the edge of culture which is web3 right now that's why adidas partnered with board apes with g money and with punks comic back in december and now you're seeing loads of brands trying to do the same moves we've seen nike buying artifact but what i'm excited that's going to happen next which is a no-brainer is when brands like that that are born into the space like Artifact are going to start flipping the model and becoming more important and more representative for the industry than the well-established ones. And that's when things are going to get started. Oh, yeah. going to get started. Mm-hmm. You're not so, going to see... Oh, sorry. Go I, was, I was about to say, talking about community, how, is it, how important is it to be part of a community right now that are relevant, relevant people talking to relevant people, relevant audiences, relevant information. Um, like how important is that for you personally? Is it important for you? It is. Uh, it is, but I think that we, need to, we need to classify what community is. Um, I think that the main problem we have right now where probably community is going to be the most used word of 2022 is that everybody's talking community, but what everybody's really trying to say is that they want to have new customers and new consumers. So if you understand the core of community from a philosophical perspective, community is a bunch of people that get around something that they like and share in common just because they love it. And what we are trying to force right now is like, 
hey, pay me like 10 grand to be part of this community, right? Like, like we see NFT projects coming with like 30 Ethereum, uh, you know, whatever NFT, so you can be part of this community, right? Like, so we, we, we are reverse engineering the concept of community by, you know, gating it with a certain price point or whatever stupid thing you need to do to be part of it. And I think that by doing so, we are, you know, burning down the real concept of community. So I think community is extremely important, uh, you know, especially in a world we live now after three years of being like locked down globally as, as, as a species where we want to be more and more connected, not just physically, but also digitally, because now we got to know a lot of people from all over the world that we want to be closer to. And, uh, you know, and, and, and that's, that's amazing. And that's really exciting. That's why the metaverse plays a big role because it's an evolution on how we connect digital with others. Right. So I, I feel it's, it's incredible, impo incredibly important, but I feel we are just going through that cycle where marketeers and brands and even, you know, the brands, cause I call them brands that are being born within the space are just, you know, short-sighting it and, 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 and selling access rather than building value and finding a space where everybody's going to thrive to be connecting and, and spending time on. So, which is why even that's why I think Rayon, we've got it so right. In terms of um, Diego, to give, to give you some sort of like insight, like with, with Rayon, it's taken us about four and a half, five years to get the right product market fit. Um, and I think that actually what, what we've been able to do is largely build a multi-dimensional platform whereby everything that the, the platform is developed purely for the user to benefit the user. And again, the user has this immersive experience, which is free for them, right? It's purely go ahead, go crazy on it, do whatever you want with it. Mm. And then we've been able to completely draw a line in the sand and say, actually, we're going to have a specific client, a very niche client, and we're going to cap the number of niche clients we have. And they're the ones that are essentially going to, uh, monetize and turn it into a business and I, I think that's that's largely where nfts win right if they're able to say it becomes an experience for you absolutely that's the community aspect of things yeah um look conscious of time gonna ask you one last thing what's next for you although it sounds like you're doing a lot but what, what are you up to and what are you working on yourself right now yeah i mean the thing I've learned from 17 and the things I've passed through, the, the ups and downs within the space was that there is just one way to win within the space, which is sticking around. And, and you know, that that's what I'm going to do. I I was way too young to, to be ready when the internet went mainstream. Uh, you know, I'm 33, so I went through that process, but I wasn't professionally uh, active in the field. Uh, you know, I was too early in my career when social went mainstream. Uh, so it, I wasn't well positioned to take a full advantage of it. And I'm seeing the pattern and I'm not going to let that chance pass. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm big in, 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 in learning more about Web3. I'm big in understanding more about the space. I'm extremely curious and extremely hungry to, to see where this is going to bring us to. And uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm sharing everything I'm learning and seeing on the way so we can get more people to come into the place. Uh, you know, we, we need to show them what we've seen, not convince with extremely important difference. So showing people what we have seen is, is a matter on, on how we're going to bring more people into the space and, and build behind or build against the vision we all have. So, you know, that's why I work with the big brands. A lot of my friends that are 
native to the space questioned me at the beginning why I'm working with the big brands. And uh, my answer is very simple. You know, they are the ones that are going to bring the mainstream adoption. If they do it right, they are the ones that are going to bring everybody else. And if they do bring everybody else, everybody's going to win from it because we believe on what we are building in Web3 is a more actable, uh, you know, and a fair and more approachable and more inclusive uh, way on the future of the internet. And if we do that right, I think everybody can benefit from it. Diego, it's been great to have you with us today. Thank you, really. And it's exciting to see uh, what's going on in the NFT space. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you.